Welcome to the Locked On Titans podcast. I am your host, Tyler Rowland. Titans fans, Roger McCreary has finally signed his rookie contract with the Tennessee Titans, leaving Malik Willis as the only unsigned member of the Tennessee Titans draft class. I'm going to tell you why there is no reason to panic. And then we are going to cap off the 2022 Locked On Titans training camp preview by going over the roster locks, bubble guys, and roster long shots in the Tennessee Titans secondary. All of that and more on today's edition of the Locked On Titans podcast. Let's get it. You are Locked On Titans, your daily Tennessee Titans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Titans fans, we sure do have a lot to discuss to cap off the week here on the Locked On Titans podcast. Roger McCreary signs his deal with the Tennessee Titans. He's locked up and ready to go for when rookies report to Titans training camp tomorrow on Saturday. But again, the other side of that coin is Malik Willis remains unsigned by the Titans. It is not time to panic, guys. There's no need to worry about that. I'll explain why before I do. I do want to thank you guys for making the Locked On Titans podcast your first listen every day. If this is your first ever listen to the Locked On Titans podcast, well, you joined at the exact right time. Titans training camp is kicking off next week. And from now until next summer, I'm going to be putting out five days a week, Tennessee Titans content free and available on all platforms, including the Locked On Titans YouTube channel. Subscribe there, smash the notification bell, and throw a thumbs up on the video if you're watching on YouTube right now. Uh, The support goes a long way to help the channel, and I appreciate all you guys for watching. But let's dive into this right now. Roger McCreary's deal with the Tennessee Titans Of course, it's a four-year deal because rookie deals, there are some things to negotiate because, of course, agents, front offices, they're always going to fight and argue about something. But for the most part, the salary is slotted. The years are slotted. Think about the fifth-year option on a first-round rookie. Uh, Ever since those crazy deals from Sam Bradford and Matt Stafford and them getting crazy money out of college, the NFL has really just put the salary in line. But what they're arguing about is certain salary cap language, how much guaranteed money is in the contract, not just the salary per year. So that's something to think about. Roger McCreary got $3.8 million on his signing bonus. Man, that would be nice, right? Base salary of uh, $705,000. He's got uh, some increasing salaries as the years go on to get him over a million, getting right there around $2 million in his fourth year. But Roger McCreary ready to go. And it's funny that we talk about McCreary because we're going to focus on the Titans secondary as we wrap up the 2022 training camp preview here on the Locked on Titans podcast today. But before we get into the secondary, we do got to talk about the other side of the discussion with Roger McCreary signing. And again, that's Malik Willis. I think we need to look at Desmond Ritter who signed with the Atlanta Falcons earlier this week. Everyone was saying that the issue there was how much guaranteed money he's going to get. Some of the language, uh, they talk about offset language, like if they were to cut him for some reason and he went to another team, how much money does Atlanta have to pay him if that happens? All of those things are lawyers and agents. If they can find a way to argue, 
they're going to do it. So obviously there are always things that these folks find to hang up, sign in, but I'm not entirely concerned and here's why. Again, like I mentioned, the salaries are mostly slotted. The years are mostly slotted. The increase in pay you get each year, the total amount, most of that is pretty much already good to go. It's little nooks and crannies of the contract that they're debating. And there's only so many options that you have to make concessions in these discussions. So eventually, somebody's just going to budge. And with rookies expected to report, I wouldn't be surprised if maybe by the time you're hearing this, Malik Willis has already signed. So I just refuse to to get any kind of worked up whatsoever about that situation with how segmented the contracts are. It's just these little nooks and crannies like I pointed out with Desmond Ritter's contract. And I just don't think that that's going to do anything to, to hinder Malik Willis's development and getting into camp and getting ready to go by the time the Titans hit the practice field next Wednesday. But with that being said, wanted to cover that big news that did pop out. Also, shout out Justin Milo uh, from Broadway Sports, breaking that news. He was the first one I saw with the Roger McCreary contract. So you get shout outs when you do things like that. Um, moving forward into the secondary, though, we start with the roster locks for the Titans. Christian Fulton, Caleb Farley, Elijah Moulton, Roger McCreary, who just signed. How perfect is the timing there? Those are the only locks that I see at cornerback for the Titans, and they're all young guys on rookie deals who were drafted pretty high and need to play valuable roles for the Titans. Obviously, Caleb Farley is the X factor in all of that. He's going to be expected to be in a starting role. Jack Rabbit Jenkins was one of the most underrated Titans all year last year. He had a couple of rough moments, and then fans just seemed to totally dismiss all the great play that he had locking down one side of the field. The Titans defense was good last year. Jack Rabbit wasn't a sieve at all. And I know people point to that last play in, in the playoff game, but should have never been in that situation anyway. So I think Jack Rabbit overall had a pretty good year last year for the Titans replacing him with Caleb Farley. It is easier said than done. All of us want Caleb Farley to be a freak, to be a first-round pick, to do the Jeffrey Simmons thing, right? That's what everyone's hoping for. And I think he can but it's still a question, and I think it's something that's going to be a big X factor in whether the Titans can hit their ceiling or hit their floor, as I covered with my top five X factors earlier in the summer. As for the safety group, the only locks that I see here on the roster are the studs, Kevin Byard and Amani Hooker. But let me just say this. What a nasty, nasty back six. When the Titans go into dime packages with six defensive backs, with Byard and Hooker at safety and those four corners, I have a lot of faith in Roger McCreary that he can play on the inside from day one and eventually be a guy who could play inside and outside for the Titans. But, I mean, just, I don't understand how the Titans' defense is so underrated nationally. It just, like, what in the world is going on? Look at this group. Look at the front seven we talked about yesterday. Yeesh. And they're going to have to win the Titans some games because I think the offense is... Maybe not going to be the type of offense that we've been expecting over the last few years. But moving forward, we are going to talk about the guys who are on the roster bubble. And with only two locks at safety and only four locks at cornerback, I think there are probably four or five spots up for grabs in the secondary on the bubble. So I'll talk about who I think will get those spots. Before we get into anything else, though, do have to tell you guys about the best tasting protein bars ever from our friends over at Built Bar. You get the best of both worlds. When you try Built Bars, you get all the health benefits that you have to have from a protein bar. They're low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, but you also get all of the benefits of a candy bar. Every bar 
is covered in 100% pure chocolate. They have a ton of different great flavors and textures. Right now, they have put together two of my absolute favorite things. The puff bars, which have a marshmallowy consistency, and then the crunch bars, which obviously have a crunch to them. And they combine those two textures with one of the most popular flavors out, the coconut brownie. I mean, the locked-on NFL hosts just rave about this bar. Absolutely delicious. Make sure you guys go check it out. I would recommend getting a variety pack online because everybody in your house or even yourself, you're probably going to like multiple different flavors and they're all worth trying. So go to built.com, use promo code LOCKED15. You'll get 15% off your order. Once again, that's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. Titans fans, we are going to continue this uh, Friday edition of the Locked On Titans podcast. Talked about Roger McCreary signing. Malik Willis has it. Now we're diving into, well, we started to dive in and we are continuing the end of the Locked On Titans training camp preview for 2022. So we're doing the secondary on defense today. We did the front seven yesterday. Earlier in the week, we did the offensive line. We did the pass catchers with tight end and wide receiver. And we did the offensive backfield and special teams to start. That's evergreen content right now. If you missed any of those episodes, make sure you go back and check those out. Subscribe to the Locked On Titans podcast. Free Monday through Friday, Tennessee Titans content from now until next June. Okay? So stay locked in with me here. It's going to be a great season. My fourth season hosting this show. It's going to be the best one yet. But moving forward, let's talk about the guys on the roster bubble in the secondary. Starting at cornerback, number one, you got Buster Screen. Number two, Greg Maben. And then finally, Chris Jackson. That's my bubble for the cornerback position. I think at max, you'll see two more cornerbacks. Most likely, you'll only see five. Remember, we started the week talking about the math, the roster math, and the trickle-down effect from the Titans keeping three quarterbacks on the roster for the first time in the John Robinson era. The trickle-down effect of that, where that affects you. You can only have five wide receivers. You can only have three tight ends. You can only have eight offensive linemen. That trickles down to the defense if you want to do anything more in a couple of those categories. I think there's a chance the Titans keep five running backs because of Trenton Cannon's value on special teams, but also Dontrell Hilliard's better ability to be the third down running back, and then Torrey Carter as a fullback. So you're keeping three ty- uh, three quarterbacks, and you're keeping five running backs. I mean, you got to make concessions. I think the Titans are going to play heavy tight end this year. I think they should keep four there, but if you're keeping eight in the backfield, I mean, that... And then that go, if you want to make those concessions on offense, then you're like, we need four tight ends. Well, now you're affecting the defense. I'm a guy who wants to load up the front seven because of the physical battering that those guys take over and over. You have to be able to have a rotation on the D-line in the front seven. So I want to have six edge guys, probably six interior defensive linemen. I mean, now you're really cutting down the numbers. So I want the Titans to keep six cornerbacks, but it's going to be tough to make that happen. And the two that I really want to see on the roster are Screen and Mabin. And you look at the at their sizes and you look at their play type. Mabin, an outside corner, six foot two, going to play all the time outside. He would be, you got Fulton and Farley. You could probably play a little bit of McCreary outside if you really needed to. But your primary backup outside corner 
is looking like it could be Greg Maven. His size and profile fit that role. Same thing with Buster Screen. Last year, Screen was a pseudo-starter, in my opinion, depending on how you technical you want to get. But Elijah Molden would be the slot cornerback on early downs and the Titans' nickel packages. When the Titans got there in third down and they were in nickel or dime, Buster Screen was the starting slot cornerback on the most important downs out there, third down. So I, I think people don't realize how important Buster Screen was last year to the Titans. He's a 10-year-plus vet, but at 5'9", with great coverage skills, really good in man coverage, sticky hands, he's quick. He may be an older guy and a veteran and only 5'9", 5'10", but he proved last year he can play that passing down slot role for the Titans. So I think he's absolutely going to make the team. Now you're at five corners, so what do you do? Now you got... Uh, Fulton, who isn't a small cornerback, but he's only about, you know, six foot one. Um, Farley, of course, is a monster, but Molden is only about five foot 11, 5'10. McCreary, not the tallest guy, short arms. Uh, now you're keeping screen, who's also 5'9. So you're looking at Greg Maben like, oh, maybe do the Titans keep Greg Maben over screen because now Roger McCreary is a guy who can be that third down slot. I think the right answer is keep six cornerbacks. Keep Maben and screen. Maybe you can get Chris Jackson back to the practice squad. But Chris Jackson is, is hung on for two years because special teams value, hustle player. They can use him a little inside if they need to. But he just simply isn't good enough in coverage to make this team. There are other guys who can play special teams. I'd rather have that at the end of the roster with wide receiver at the end of the roster with linebacker, at the end of the roster with safety. And prioritize coverage first players at cornerback. That's what I would be doing. So, Chris Jackson, it's been a good two years. Up and down. Mostly down, I gotta be honest with you. But I, I think this is the year where Chris Jackson does not make the team. I think he'll get swept up by somebody who needs some special teams hustle players at the end of their roster. Other teams who are going to have six cornerbacks and Chris Jackson can slide on there. So I don't think he gets back to the Titans practice squad, but man, that would be good. That would be great. I'd, I'd feel very comfortable having a guy like Chris Jackson, who's been with the organization, had real playing time and real games on the practice squad. That'd be ideal. So for me, that's my six cornerbacks who I think make it. Screen, Maben, Fulton, Farley, Molden, McCreary, as for the safeties on the bubble, of course, you have Bayard, you have Hooker. You have A.J. Moore, who came over from Houston, who's a special teams dynamo. You have Theo Jackson, the guy drafted out of Tennessee. Then you have Rodney Clemens, who spent some time with the Titans last year at the end of the season, who I think is kind of a solid guy who can actually play some safety. Yeah, anybody I just mentioned. Whether it's Moore, Jackson, Clemens, they're all going to have to provide special teams value with how far down the roster they truly are. That's going to be a prerequisite for them making the team. That's why I think A.J. Moore makes it. He's going to be that third safety, not on defense, but he'll be the third safety that we, we know is a lock, in my opinion, because when you bring over a player who's that good on special teams, you just have to keep him around. That that was There's no way that I believe that the Titans brought in such a great special teams player without having the intention to, uh, intention to keep them at a position where they only have two guys who are truly locks. Last year, when you had Dan Crookshank, maybe that would give more or less of a chance. But there is no Dan Crookshank now. That rule is being fought for. 
And A.J. Moore is not that role. A.J. Moore is the Matthias Farley role, the special teams, primary special team safety who you don't really want to play on defense. But that's important. So that's a he's going to be there. He's on the bubble, but he'll make it. But after that, we all want it to be Theo Jackson. I know there's a lot of Tennessee Vols fans in the Titans fan base, obviously, and they probably really want Theo Jackson to make it through. But at the end of the day, he's a late-round safety. And like we saw with like Brady Breeze from Oregon for the Titans. It's no guarantee that guy makes the roster. Now, I'm going to predict, probably, that Theo Jackson makes the roster. And I think he could potentially groom in that Dane Crookshank role and be a sub-package linebacker. But I think early on, we're going to see McCreary and Screen as the passing down slot with Elijah Molden as the new Dane Crookshank as they potentially groom Theo Jackson to maybe be, be the next guy that can do that and be the primary backup in that role early on. That's my expectation right now. I threw Rodney Clemens in there as a guy who has some experience, but ultimately I think with the math problems that you have in the front seven at cornerback, at wide receiver, at tight end, at running back, at quarterback, I mean, I just can't justify having five safeties. So A.J. Moore, Theo Jackson, Kevin Byard, Amani Hooker, Elijah Mullen could probably play some safety in a pinch. So for me, that's all you need right there. So Rodney Clemens on the bubble, there's a chance, but ultimately I don't think he makes the team. Now we're going to go to the long shots in the secondary. The Titans stacked out the secondary this year in terms of numbers and players coming into camp. Will be very interesting to see just how heated some of these battles are and where certain guys are playing. Before we get into all of the long shots, though, do want to tell you guys about BetOnline.net. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. Find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. You can find reviews, news on every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, even golf. Uh, BetOnline continues to be a top online resource for all your sports wagering information from live in-game betting to scores and anything else that you would need. They have you covered. Head to BetOnline today or use your mobile device to learn more about all the action and all the trends. BetOnline, where the game starts. Titans fans, we are going to cap off uh, this training camp preview ending installment talking about the Tennessee Titans secondary here and looking at all the guys who are roster locks, guys who are on the bubble. But now I'm going to get into the long shots at cornerback and safety. Before I do, want to thank you guys again for making the Locked On Titans podcast your first to listen every day. As for your second listen, so we did this cool partnership with Bet Online, who I just talked about, the top 50 most valuable players in the NFL based on how they impact the betting line. So uh, the list, the top 10, finally revealed today, Friday. All you got to do is go check out the Locked On NFL podcast feed, whether that be on YouTube or whatever audio platform you guys use, and you're going to find the entire list there, and you can check out the top 10. I thought it was a pretty good top 10. All quarterbacks. The only problem I really have is is number 10 with Dak Prescott. I think like a Kyler Murray, I think like a, a Derek Carr, I think is more valuable than a Dak Prescott. I think they're better players, but whatever. Hey, it's not based on my opinion. It's based on Vegas, baby. 
Vegas. But anyways, moving forward into these long shots with the Tennessee Titans. At cornerback, you have Trey Avery. Then you have Trey Swilling. Then you have Chris Williamson. And then you have Kenneth George Jr. So Trey Avery, Five foot eleven, undrafted free agent out of Rutgers, probably looking to maybe compete in that slot role behind Elijah Molden, Buster Screen, Roger McCreary. You look at a guy like Trey Swilling, six foot one, one ninety six, undrafted free agent out of Georgia Tech. He's the kind of guy who would be competing for one of those outside roles, like behind Fulton and Farley and Greg Maben, maybe a little McCreary as well. Uh, Chris Williamson, he's going into his third season in the NFL, but he's only played five games for Atlanta. He played last year for Atlanta in five games, so it's only he's only had one year of NFL experience, but this will be his third year um, you know, in the NFL, per se, on practice squads and things like that. Uh, I think he's a guy who's going to come in and compete for a special teams role behind uh, a guy like Chris Jackson, Greg Maven, uh, A.J. Moore. Maybe he could compete there. I think he's a guy who's looking for a special teams role uh, primarily. At safety, you have Michael Griffin. Not that Michael Griffin, but a different Michael Griffin, another undrafted free agent rookie. Um, Michael Griffin is a guy who got a little bit of buzz during the rookie workouts and rookie activities. Uh, I think he's a guy who also can maybe compete for that Dane Crookshank role as a guy who's a physical safety who can play in the box a little bit. Be interesting to see what he's able to do. He's the one long shot that I really have my eye on. Uh, Shaheem Carter. Another safety. Spent some time with the Titans last year as well. I think he's just more of a practice squad guy who can kind of compete on special teams if he ever has to be called up for a game situation. I'm hoping the Titans can find a way to get Carter back on the practice squad, a guy I'm comfortable with there. Do want to mention Kenneth George because he's another Tennessee kid. And I know there are a lot of Vols fans and a lot of people are going to stand for him, but can I say this? Kenneth George doesn't even have a picture on the Titans website. He's the only guy. Now, I do believe him, Jawan Green, I think are fighting for the battle, but he was like one of the last guys added to the team to get ready for training camp. Look, if they aren't going to take the time to put this man's picture on the website, I am not going to take the time to pretend like he's going to make the roster. So, sorry, Volves fans. I know this may upset you, but let's all have an honest moment. Kenneth George is not making the team. So, good luck to him. Hopefully next year he can catch on. Maybe get on the practice squad this year and find a way to get up. But I bet a lot of things that Kenneth George doesn't make the roster if they're not even willing to give him a picture on the team website. So, that's all I have to say. About that. So I think Fulton, Farley, Molden, McCreary, uh, Screen, Maven, Byard, Hooker, AJ Moore, Theo Jackson. That's who I would probably say is going to make the 53 man roster. I'll give an official prediction next week after I lay it all out. But that is the end of the 2022 Locked On Titans training camp preview. Again, we talked about Roger McCreary getting his contract with the Titans. So all that remains is Malik Willis. I'm checking my my phone here just to make sure it hasn't happened yet because I'm sure eventually um, by the time I talk to you next that things will be figured out. But hey, guess I could be wrong. We will see. But I'll be here to go over it with you guys no matter what. We're back to our normal schedule 
Sunday night, I'll be releasing the first episode of the week on YouTube. You'll have it for your podcast needs and wants on Monday morning, and then we'll go Sunday night through Thursday night from now until the rest of eternity, baby. So football is back. Rookies report on Saturday. Training camp starts on Tuesday. Practice on Wednesday. Football is here, baby. Get excited. Stay locked in to the Locked on Titans podcast. That's going to do it for me today, though, folks. As always, I am your host, Tyler Rowland, and this was Locked on Titans.